I get the question a lot, but what if I fail? And I want to get into that today because what happens if I have the dream, I have the goal, I have the thing that God is pushing me towards, but I'm worried that I can't pull it off? What do I do with those feelings? How do I handle the feeling of being a failure? Because it happens. And how do I combat that? Today, that's what we're going to talk about. Let's do it. Hey, and welcome to Likely Loser. I'm Shireen, aka Reen. I'm a Jesus freak, mama, course creator, and a speaker. Listen, do you want to belong to a community that gets you? Do you want to use your gifts for God's glory to create a kingdom business? You know, that ministry that makes an impact. Are you wishing there was a way to get clarity on what your business is going to look like? Or do you want unshakable confidence to not only move forward on the idea that you've been keeping secret, but have the kind of confidence that makes the ground shake when you walk? So girl, if you are ready to lead with confidence, authenticity, and to walk in your God-given calling, grab you a cup of cocoa, a pen, and a paper, and let's get to work. Hey, before we get to today's episode, I just want to talk to you for a quick minute. I know what it is to feel lonely. I remember searching Facebook groups and networking events to find people who get me, and I couldn't, which shouldn't be, because as the body of Christ, we should have a place where we go to talk with like-minded people about our ideas, our wins, our prayers, to sit in a judgment-free zone where we can commune and hold each other accountable. So I made my own. If you have ever felt like this, I want you to go right now to cupsofcoco.com slash community and you will get into our Boss Believers community. Girl, I cannot wait to support you over there. I'll see you inside. All right, so we have a way of thinking exactly how our lives are supposed to turn out, right? We have expectations. Like, I'm going to be married by 25, three kids by 30. Um, I'm going to have a career in this field. It's going to take off. I'm going to be married to a wonderful person. I'm going to be living in the house in the home of my dreams. And it sounds amazing. (laughs) But instead, maybe you are divorced, maybe you lost a child, maybe you are living paycheck to paycheck, Um, maybe you are still living with your parents, and you feel like you've definitely failed, right? And the question that I ask is, according to who? According to who did you fail? Because you've created this imaginary bar. We create this imaginary level and you think to yourself, I should be further in life. We've all thought that at some point in time, I should be further in life. 
And it's this bar that society and you have deemed success. But what if it never existed? God doesn't see what you see as failing. He definitely doesn't see you as a failure. You do, right? You might see yourself that way or have seen or have thought of yourself in that way at times. He already knows what you're going to to go through. He already knows. He knows what you are going to experience. He knows that you are going to deal with failing. Yet, he calls you to something anyway. And he says, it is so. It is so. And this happens throughout the Bible, right? This happens over and over and over again. Do you not think that God knew exactly of all the turmoil Joseph was going to go through? Yet he called him to such a place, a high position. If you know that he has called you to something, do you not think that he can't see where you're going to mess up, but still calls you to that thing? So why are we so afraid of failing? Why is it so crippling? Well, here are the most popular reasons, right? You know, this is backed by data, right? Number one, your childhood, right? Perhaps you had parents or family members that have never supported your dreams or your goals, or furthermore, never let you forget when you made a mistake, right? So now you fear any sort of mistake and you try to avoid it at all costs. Number two, experiencing traumatic events. Now, obviously, anything traumatic will scar you, can scar you for life. And it does cause you, whether you realize it or not, to avoid certain situations. That reminds you of said incident. I definitely can remember um, when I was younger, I walked into a big room. I had moved to a new school, walking into a big room with a lot of kids. And I don't even remember what it is that they said. But I do know it was so traumatic that I remember spending the rest of the day crying. And to this day, I don't remember exactly what was said. (laughs) But it's obviously traumatic because I blocked it out. But since that moment in time... I avoid large crowds, like rooms with a lot of people in it. And I noticed that recently, and that definitely has stopped. But it just goes to show you how things come up and you don't even realize how it affected you, right? How these situations, these events that has happened in your life affects you, okay? Number three, being bullied, bullied as a child, being bullied as a child, you know, if kids tease you or if they have ever made fun of you in any sort of way, if you were picked last um, for the team, 
right? Anything like that can plant the seeds in your mind that you are not good enough and you'll never be good enough, right? Which has taught you that what's the point? I'm just going to end up being a failure. Like, what's the point of trying? And this can impact you. And the last reason we're so afraid of failing is because low self-esteem and confidence, low self-esteem and confidence. This is you constantly negative self-talk, right? I think a lot of us go through that when you talk yourself out of things and you have convinced yourself that you are only capable of failure in certain areas. You are only capable of so much, right? So you talk yourself out of stuff. And this happens, What can it can result in low self-esteem and low confidence because you are constantly talking down to yourself, right? It doesn't mean that you say incredibly negative things. It can, but some people think, oh, I'm not that bad. I don't talk about myself. Not. But if you are constantly speaking into yourself that you cannot do something or that you are going to fail at something or you're going to make a mistake, so why try anyway, right? You will never try. You will never get there. And those are the most popular reasons why we're afraid of failing, Do you know the statistics on keeping New Year's resolutions, on anyone keeping their New Year's resolutions? I will tell you, only 9% of Americans that make resolutions actually complete them, actually go through all the way. Why is that? It is because when we can't see the evidence of something working, we slip up, And then we say to ourselves, well, I already messed up, so it's over. There is no point in me. um, I mean, what's, what's the point? There's not no point in me starting again, right? This is also why most businesses fail in the first year, because people feel like I made a mistake or something flopped or it didn't go the way I wanted it to. I might as well stop trying. And this is all around the feelings of failure. If you say to yourself, my New Year's resolution is, I am going to make healthy choices. If that's your New Year's resolution, and you're like, yes, I can do this. (laughs) And then you go to work and someone brings in donuts and you have a donut. And you say to yourself, I messed up. This was not a good decision. And then you completely forget New Year's resolutions. Not forget, you completely um, disregard it and say, well, what's the point anymore? That's usually what we do. And I'm not telling you to have the donut, but (laughs) this is what we do. It's a cycle. Even if we start back up again, if we make one little mistake, we're like, I'm through with that. I can't do it. And it's a cycle. We keep going like that. So I always say to people, your threshold, your threshold for failure should be extremely high. Why? Because failing is necessary. I will always say that. Failing is necessary. We always try to avoid it, but we have to have it in order to reach our next level. 
We have to have it in order to reach our goal, in order to reach the next thing, it has to occur. So now if failing is required in order to hit your next goal, when you come up against an obstacle, you have to ask yourself, did I fail or did I quit? Did something not work out the way you thought it would and you threw in the towel? That's quitting. Are you talking yourself out of something you haven't even started yet? Sorry, that's quitting in reverse. It's still quitting. <laughs> or did you make a mistake and learn from it? That's failure and that's great. Did you launch a business and in the first uh, couple months, no one seems interested? Failing, but great. Required. Did you start a new program, a new ministry at your church and no one showed up for it? Failing, great. Ask questions. Why did that happen? These are things that are required to get you to where you want them to be. Think about that. If something is not working, if something is not working, Instead of just quitting, why aren't we trying to figure out what happened and how we can solve it? There was a time when we were in school where we had to create a hypothesis and we had to ask ourselves, is this, I think this is going to happen, right? And then when we were wrong, we stated, this is what I learned. When did we get away from understanding that you have to do something a million and one time, have to have a plan a million and one time before you see the result that you need to see. And this is also true in those smaller moments, in the small moments. Like when you are yelling at your kid, when you are questioning your food choices for the day, when you are binging Netflix all day long instead of doing something productive or more productive. <laughs> and you think to yourself in that moment, why am I such a mess? Why am I such a screw up? Why am I feel like I'm failing at life? Have you ever thought about the fact that Jesus could have been born to anyone at any point in time, like to a Pharaoh in a palace being waited on? with servants because he is the king, right? But yet he was born to a teenager in a dark, cramped, messy manger. Do you think that was by accident? And we have the nerve to think, what does our mess, our shortcomings say about us? We make it say something about us because we've placed these expectations on ourselves. We have to come to a place where we understand that amazing outcomes are burst in messes. Incredible results come after the 53rd failure or the 100th failure or the millionth failure. Stop trying to run from it and embrace it because it is necessary. So time to take action. <laughs> Make sure you have your paper and pen because we are going to take action. Number one, if you are struggling 
with failure. And again, we all have at some point in time. That's okay. But let's do something about it. Number one, change the way in which you see failure. And that usually starts with an affirmation. With you saying, failure is unavoidable, but we do it anyway. If you have to write that down a million times, you do it. If you have to place that in a place where you can see it every day, you do it. Number two, create a plan. Nothing works without a plan. It just doesn't. Be organized. Nothing works without a plan. So for business, whatever it is that you are striving for, that goal, think about the worst things that could happen and then write down the solutions for it. Create a plan. Think of the worst things that could possibly go wrong. Make your hypothesis if you want to. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Because number three is make sure that you submit your plans to God. You have to. You cannot miss that step, right? Because sometimes when I say, let's make a plan, let's get organized, we get hype. People are making plans, which is great. And then something happens. Oh, I feel like a failure again. That's not what this is for. This is not for you to to nitpick at every mistake, every failure. You make a plan, but understand that you have to submit it because it can go wrong. And sometimes it will go wrong. You have to submit your plans and then you can take your pen wherever you are writing and write on the side, this plan may fail and that's okay. Submitting your plans to God means God, whatever you want, your will be done. This is what I'm thinking about. This is my plan, but your will will still be done. Okay. Know that he is working it out for your good. Jeremiah 29 11, what does that say? For I know the plans I have for you. Even God makes plans, right? I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He's working it out for you. Remember that feeling is unavoidable and we do it anyway. All right. I'll see you guys next time. If this inspired you, transformed you, or blessed you in any way, please leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts or screenshot your phone and share it on Instagram and tag me at MyCupsOfCoco. Thank you again for listening, but I would love to talk to you personally. So come on over and connect with me in my community, cupsofcoco.com slash community. Remember, we see you, we feel you, we love you, and you belong here. Come on back and sit with us.